0: Welcome to Find Your Sexy, the podcast that encourages self-love and celebrates female sexuality. I'm your host, Kelsey Valletta, and I want to help you discover your own unique sexy and learn to embrace it every single day. Thank you so much for joining me as we break the stigma together. Welcome
1: back to the Sexy Soul Series. I'm Kendall Merritt, the host of Soul Saturations, the podcast. And I'm Kelsey Valletta, host of the Find Your Sexy podcast. We are so honored to be back with you today and wrapping up the month of February with you talking all about self-love through the season. Mm -hmm. So before we dive into our topic, I want to invite you into a grounding meditation, a little opportunity just to connect with self. So if you are able, I invite you now to close your eyes and turn inwards. Bring attention and awareness to your breath. Start to notice the space that you're in and start to settle. Start to have the feeling of gratitude wash over your entire being. Allow gratitude to fill your cells. Gratitude for being here, right here, right now in the present moment for being here in this physical body, for being here on this planet, even in all the chaos and all the craziness that may exist in the world around us, having so much gratitude for choosing to be here now. As we connect into the energies of gratitude, let's also connect into the energy of love. This is the highest energy, the highest frequency that exists on the planet. And we ask to connect to only the highest levels of divine healing light at this time. Imagine a golden beam of light radiating from above, pouring over your entire being, knowing that you are exactly perfect as you are. Your journey your experiences, your life, all of the things that have brought you to this point are exactly perfect for you. Your physical body is yours, your sacred temple to hold the energy and the spiritual being that you are, knowing that you at your purest form are an energetic being of pure love. And you have the choice to align with only the highest levels of God's love and the divine, the universe, source, spirit, and whatever makes you feel your most powerful essence. We give gratitude to our guides that are of only the light for their support and helping guide us on each and every step of our journey, through every season of our life, through every up, down and riding the sacred waves that life is we do this with so
0: much love and so much gratitude and so it is so it is Mm. thank you for that i've missed your meditations and that was (sighs) such a great way to anchor in our conversation about self-love through the seasons. I literally have my, my whole body's tingling after that. Oh, oh Yeah. That yeah. just really resonated. And we're recording this on two
1: mm. So I think that definitely
0: could be a big part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's There's been a the- while. It's been a while since you and I were able to sit down and record one of these episodes for the sexy soul series. And we've been going through some different seasons. And I think it was so interesting how natural it was for both of us to decide on this topic of conversation for this episode. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) And I think it's probably because we both turned to self-love practices to get us through some seasons that we've been going through. Yeah, yeah. So uh, do you want to start by kind of just like, letting us know the ups and downs of your season and what has helped you make sure that you're okay during this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a
1: beautiful place to start. And I I have just to start off with such deep gratitude for you and for our connection, because when this season really started to come up for me and I was like, Oh shit, we have to record wait, maybe that's not the right yeah. energy to record in. And it was we don't so have to easy. Do anything. Yeah. It was just so easy and so, um, compassionate for both of us to be like, you know what, like, let's take a beat and that's okay. And we didn't plan when we were going to start recording again. It was just like, okay, let's trust the energy. And as you said, it's 2-22-22, which how cool to record on this day, because we will never see a series of numbers like this again in our lifetime. So like to honor the fact that we are right here right now, we chose to be here right now in this perfect season of our life is really so special and so cool.
0: Yeah, um, I
1: agree. So the big season that I've been through um, has been a really interesting time of reflection. Um, I've been going through a big wave of grief and essentially loss. Um, My mom's romantic partner of over 13 years went into intensive care on January 6th, and he passed away on January 23rd. And so... This man is, was a truly incredible being. Um, I love sharing a little bit about his story because he is just such a bright light on the planet. Um, 10 years, well, 11 years ago, he had a heart transplant. So at 36 years old, he had a heart transplant. And a year after that, his body completely rejected the heart. And was on every form of life support possible. And at that time, 11 years ago, we were all sitting in a room at Mayo Clinic and his doctors said he has 24 hours to live. Say your goodbyes. This is his final end of life. We've done absolutely everything that we can do. Like send your love. And that was one of the most impactful days of my life that I had ever experienced because it was one of the closest connections to death I had really experienced on a, on a really personal level. And, um, the next 24 hours fast, you know, just praying and the amount of support that we had and the people that were surrounding our family and his family was absolutely incredible. And I think It goes to show a lot about the power of prayer because the amount of people that we had praying and supporting us was absolutely immeasurable. And within 24 hours, his body started to regenerate his his organs started coming back online. He started breathing on his own. He ended up coming off of all machines after being in the intensive care for some, I think my mom said something like 70 days. Don't quote wow. me. So 11 years ago, he had this incredible, well, 10 years, 12 years ago, he had the heart transplant 11 years ago. He had the total rejection and then he came back and Say came back because it really was like, yeah. you know, without all these machines, he wouldn't wouldn't have been who he was and where he was today. And he had 10 incredible years after that yes. of living life to the fullest. Um, his name was Austin. We like to call him Nelmsey. His name was Austin mm-hmm. Nelms. So Nelmsy was the nickname that my mom gave him, and for some reason it stuck. Oh, um, that. he was always just the brightest light. And so much humor and hilarious energy and entertaining and so many wild things. Um, And he also had four sons that got to be my brothers for my entire life, which was really cool. And so when he went into intensive care in January, we called on the power of prayer. And one of the things that I think is really interesting talking about seasons and self-love and all of this is Knowing that our connection to the divine source, God, universe, whatever you feel most aligned with, it doesn't have to look a certain way. And that was really what I fell back on when this all started to happen was, okay, I have to fall back to my alignment with source, with God, with the light. And it wasn't praying for me for him to get better. It was praying to honor his plan, God's plan, the plan that is serving the light. And this is a kind of a big topic, but I very much believe that we as souls, we choose the experiences we want to have. We choose what our life is going to look like, and we also choose when we're going to leave. And so being able to just surrender into radical faith and prayer and the practices that I have was what got me through. And so as he started to go downhill and things got even worse, um, in terms of medical providing, they weren't able to provide anything else. Um, it, it was that place of like, okay, I have to just surrender and trust that this is part of the bigger plan. And so <laughs> it was just, it was a lot, um, because, you know, we gave every, ounce of prayer and attention and love that we possibly could hoping for another miracle. And God's plan was that it was going to serve the highest and greatest good for him to leave this planet when he did. And the ripple effect that happened from that was, it it gives me total chills over my entire body. Like, At his celebration of life, there was over 350 people. We completely filled a basketball gym because he was a basketball coach. He coached young kids through their high school and being able to find colleges and recruiting. And he's done so many amazing things to help support children and families and being the father figure for a lot of kids who didn't have father figures. Um, And so it was incredible to stand essentially on the stage and support my mom and my brothers and people who loved about him and look out over a crowd of 350 people to say, wow, this is the ripple effect. This is what can happen. And what doesn't always seem like something that is of the light can very much be of the light. So that's kind of a long answer to what I've been going through, but the practices that I have built into my life as a foundation have given me the strength to stand and to keep moving and to show up strong and stable and steady for my mom, for my brothers, for my family, um, and being able to you know use my my organizational skills to organize funeral and people and coordinate all the things and if i didn't have those practices i wouldn't have been able to show up in the way that i did so some of my practices that i lean on every single day is absolutely number one is prayer and meditation connecting and tuning into the highest levels of divine light connecting to god source universe um and Being able to just meditate and listen to the support from my guides that are of only the light and hear what's my next best step? What do I have to do next? How do I show up for just one thing? And I think that was a big piece that I focused a lot on was like, okay, what's the one next thing I have to do? And I just took it step by step by step. And, you know, I love my embodiment practices. And so I think really honoring those practices changed my experience completely because I was actually able to move the energy through my body. A lot of times when people go through grief, go through loss, they may cry, they may be sad, but they don't fully feel what's happening in their body on a really powerful level. So to be able to move all of that through my body in a really exaggerated embodied state, then gives me the power to be able to shift and come back and come into a contrary action that aligns me with my true form and light. So that's really been the thing that has held me up and kept me grounded over the last, essentially two months of the year, is prayer, meditation, and my embodiment practices to just keep showing up every single day in the best way possible.
0: Well, first of all, thank you Mm. for sharing so openly and vulnerably with us. I know it's not always easy to revisit experiences that bring us grief, a lot of other emotions as well. But Mm. I know that the past two months, that's where you've been living in. So thank you. He sounds like he is an incredible man who touched so many lives. And it sounds like you, you all really honored him. And the fact that that many people showed up for him is absolutely incredible. That gave me chills when you said that. And I love how you mentioned that the self-love practices that you have built throughout your life is what got you through. Mm-hmm. and it just goes to show how important it is to start a practice. So you have that strong foundation for when these different seasons do come into your life. And really you do have such a gift of being able to embody anything and everything. And I know Mm -hmm. it didn't happen overnight. Like it's an embodiment practice. You intentionally make sure that you do that, but I think that that is a gift of yours that a lot of us could learn from you is to really mm-hmm. allow yourself to feel all the feelings and allow them to move through you and learn mm-hmm. and learn from them as well. And I love, I love something that you said, which was you told yourself, I just have to do the, the, the next thing, one next thing, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. I think that that's something that all of us Can relate to when we're going through a season that doesn't feel as easy, that maybe presents us with more challenges, is to really just focus on that one next thing. What's that one next thing I can do instead of overwhelming myself and thinking of everything I'm not getting done because of the season I'm in, everything I'm not doing or being because of the season I'm in? I can really just focus on that one next thing that I can just show up and do and, and give yourself grace for everything else. I think that that is so important. And a lot of times we overcomplicate it. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves to operate the same way we would in a season that provides joy and opportunity and not every season's going to look that way. So sometimes we have to operate differently. In order to sustain our overall holistic health and happiness. (laughs) Right. It's so simple, but so Mm -hmm. I feel like we so often overcomplicate it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is something I know I've been the past few months really been trying to focus on the one next thing as well. Just that one next thing to show up, take all the pressure off. So Yeah. yeah, thank you. I love that.
1: Um, I love that you said being able to give ourselves grace because yeah. I think especially when we look at seasons, season is a season is literally a, a moment in time, a period mm-hmm. in time. It doesn't mean that the season will define who you are. Yeah. Exactly. So just because I've been in a season of grief doesn't mean that I'm not capable of experiencing joy yeah. or that I'm capable of creating. Massive abundance and incredible things that are going to impact and shape the rest of the world. And um, I think it's really beautiful to be able to give ourselves grace and be able to focus on what is the next right step. Um, My friend. And one of my favorite teachers, Natalie Emka, talks a lot about this, especially from um, a spiritual entrepreneur place. When we tune into to our guidance, our intuition, um, our connection to the divine, we get these ideas of like, you should do this thing, right? Like you should create this course. You should call that person. You should do that thing. And sometimes we're like, well, okay. But then we like tune into our guide, our guides and we say, okay, well, like, how is that going to happen? What's going to happen in the end of what, what I do next. But until we actually take that next right step, we can't actually create the containers or be able to move the energy forward. So that the next thing can actually happen. So, we have to be able to take the next right step in order to keep our energy moving. That's how we start to create change in our life.
0: Yeah. Oh, this resonates so deeply with where I'm at right now. Yeah. And Let's this this that. this season of life that I'm about to <clears throat> about to enter because I'm taking that next step where <clears throat> I don't know where the road it's going to lead. I know where I hope it leads. I see a vision of it, right? But there's no guarantee. So mm-hmm. it is it is scary. I want all the answers, but there's no way for me to get them. I just really had to learn to trust my intuition, trust that what I'm feeling called to do is the right thing for me. And it's so interesting because I've been wanting to do this for a, a while, like mm-hmm. the past 6 months and i had decided that in the new year i usually pick a pick a word you know we all have our different our different rituals for for new year intentions or resolutions or what have you and for me i just kept getting this message of trust yourself i need mm-hmm. to learn to trust myself and i've been really focusing on that and i knew when the time was right so i actually made the decision to leave my full-time job In order to pursue growing my business to be full time, because my business is my passion, my baby. It's where I know I will make an impact and change lives. And it is my purpose, I feel like, for existing on this planet. Mm -hmm. And in one way, it was a terrifying decision to make. And in one way, it was the easiest decision to make. I had finally gotten to that point where. I felt like I was just stopping myself from growing Mm. and I was living the past easily six months in a season of burnout and hustle, 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 um, a lot of loneliness. Mm. And I kept telling myself it's all for a purpose. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. But what I finally had to do was get honest with myself that if I wanted there to be a light at the end of the tunnel, I had to create the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. And I knew that if I ultimately wanted to be able to just focus on my business, I had to take a leap of faith and, and leave my full-time job. So I did it. I did it literally the day we're recording this tomorrow. So the day after we record this, tomorrow is my last day at my full time job, and I'm um I'm I, I heard this someone told me that this word um I don't want to misquote who who said it but is skited it's, okay, it's like s- it. yeah it's like scared <laughs> excited like they call it skited and that's how I feel and I'm really trying to lean into my excitement um. And what I've really been doing is, I mean, I've been doing a lot of mirror work, which I, which I do anyways. I talk about it all the time. Like anyone who knows me knows like mirror work will change your life. I've been doing a lot of mirror work. I've been having a lot of conversations with myself in the mirror and I have really been relying heavy on affirmations and It's interesting because affirmations for me come and go depending on what season I am in my life. I don't always consistently use them, but I find myself leaning on them in times when I need to have a little bit more faith. And often I will also really try to get out of my head and open myself up for signs and messages of you know, what, what I should be going toward Mm. instead of having it all figured out and seeing the path, like what's that one next right step. Right. This seems to be the, the theme of the conversation. Um, but
1: Mm.
0: yeah. And, and giving yourself a lot of grace, which we talked about too. Right. Like I know that this next month for me, like the month of March is going to be A month of exploration and curiosity, and I'm going to be figuring out what my new life looks like because not only is my, you know, my quote unquote job changing, right? Like how I spend a lot of my time will be changing, the people I see on a day to day basis will be changing. A lot of it will be changing. And it gives me now an opportunity to design my life in a way that is best for me. And that, that, I take with a lot of responsibility because, you know, I haven't had this opportunity before, you know? Um, so I'm really grateful that I've focused on trusting myself. And again, that I've built a foundation of practices that I know I can lean on because imposter syndrome will come up. Self-doubt will come up. And I know that that I'll see them again during this transitional season. But I also know that I got to this place because of the practices that I've implemented in my life in order to trust myself, to make these decisions, to be where I am right now, taking this next step. So I'm skided over here, that scared, <laughs> excited, but, but I'm really just leaning into, to all the, the good feelings as much as possible.
1: Mmm, well, I want to give you a huge fucking congratulations! Woo! We're so
0: excited. Oh my gosh. We've been talking about this at least for the last six months. Oh, I know. Then, I know. Every time I'm, I see people, they're like, So have you left your job yet? I'm like, I'm working on a plan. And I was right. But I had to create yeah. that light at the end of the tunnel.
1: Oh, I'm just I'm so happy for you because you know, you are so beyond qualified to create the life that you want. And, you know, you really do live by what you preach. Like the way that you honor all of those conversations in the mirror is exactly how you show up with everybody else. And so you give yourself the love that you pour into everybody else so that they can feel that love that exists within themselves for themselves, because you get to help lead the way for that. So I'm so, so, so excited for you. And I want to come back to a couple of the things that you said, because I just yeah. think, you know, there's so, so much, there's so many codes that exist in this conversation right here. Like yeah. people need to listen to this a couple of times to get it all to just like sink in. Um, But I love that when you, when you really started to look back on the start of the year of that idea of trust myself. What does that look like? Like, how do I lean into trusting myself? And as you said, a big part of that is surrendering into the next right step and Mm -hmm. surrendering into the trust that you've already built the foundation. You've already been kicking out an incredible business while also working a full-time job. So now think about what you get to create, just in that space of, oh my God, you get so much time. I can't wait. (laughs) It's going to be so yummy and juicy on all the different levels. So I'm really, really, really excited for you. Um, And I I loved how you talked about kind of going back to your affirmations, how your affirmations come and go. And when you said that, you know, I think it ties into what we talked about last month. Affirmations are really a beautiful form of intention, right? It's aligning yourself as That expression. And so some of the work I do with clients is truly embodying she who must be. So one of my other teachers, John Wineland, we do a lot of work on becoming she who must be. So that's kind of a way of your affirmation. So one of my affirmations is I am she who must be satiated with devotional attunement into total surrendered soul saturations. Mm. So that's like embodying this like deep desire that I have. But for you, it's like, who is she who must be? And how do you step into that? It's a really cool way to look at your affirmations and really honoring those intentions of the energy that you want to direct for creating the life that you want. Oh, I love that. So, I think that that's just super cool. And the thing that <clears throat> just like literally like jumped out for me was I love that you said you take it with a lot of responsibility to create the best life for yourself. And to bring this back to self-love is self-love is a huge responsibility. Uh, like it is our responsibility to take care of us. Our energy is sovereign our experience of life is only up to us. We create the life that we want. And that is a huge responsibility. And I think part of the reason we can look at that with such fierce, like protection over that responsibility is because we know what it's like to not be responsible for our life and to just let things slide by and be not intentional in how we show up and how we date people and interact and do all these things. But responsibility and devotion is so key. And that's like the responsibility for me to get on my fucking mat and practice every goddamn day. (laughs) Now there's a lot of days I don't want to do it. There are some days I blow it off, but for the most part, I am fiercely responsible and accountable to my practices because I know what it does for my life. And so I love that you said that of like, I am fiercely responsible to creating the life that I want and deserve. You deserve it. You are so fucking worthy of it. And I think keeping that responsibility on the very top of your list is a beautiful way to honor yourself. And then the last thing I want to (laughs) like circle back to that you said is your idea of guided, scared and excited. So, a lot of times when we think about these big emotions, these big seasons that we're going through, we think that we are supposed to feel a certain way. Like it's supposed to look a certain way. You're supposed to feel a certain way. Or like, if you're scared, you can't be excited. But really the magic happens in being scared and being excited, experiencing grief and experiencing pleasure, experiencing like it's this and something
0: else. I think that's, that's authenticity, right? Totally. Like we, we were literally designed to feel multiple things, all at the same time. Like that, to be living, really, our most uh, man. I feel like I, I don't even know what word will do it justice. But the <laughs> yeah. best life we deserve, right, is to allow I'm ourselves to aligned. feel all. The, yeah. yeah, we have to allow ourselves to feel all of the feelings and. Usually they exist together more than one at one time, but like you said, we don't, we feel like we should feel a certain way. So we, I feel like often lean into that that one emotion and feel like we don't deserve the other.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's, or like, if you're feeling scared, then how could you feel excited? If you're feeling grief, then how could you also feel a lot of pleasure at the same time? So I think a really powerful way to think about that is, you know, I think a big way to move energy is through breath, through sound and through movement. So like really breathing into what those feelings and experiences are, breathing in and like bringing those energies into your body. Connecting with those feelings at the center of your, your heart space or your solar plexus, like feeling that in the core of who you are and breathing into it and then like making a movement or making a sound that embodies that. And a way that you can play with both of them is like being able to bring in the feeling of being scared and like let just the feeling of being scared land in your nervous system and breathe that in and express what it means to be scared. Then breathe in excited. What does it feel like to be excited? Like it's going to have a different energy, but then think about bringing the two together and to say, okay, how do I express both of these at the same time and move that energy through my body, breath, sound, and movement allow us to start to circulate that energy. And then we can authentically, as you said, that is our authenticity. Yeah. That's our integrity is being able to express both of those things at the same time. And that's, what's going to feel really incredibly authentic. That's what's going to draw people in and be like, wow, you feel so real. Well, no shit. You're moving (laughs) everything through your body. Of course it feels real. Um, so I, I love being able to give people permission to feel all the things and feel all the things together. So if you are, you know, walking into your job for your last day tomorrow. And you are like overwhelmed with sadness because you're not going to see some of your favorite people every single day, but you are also over the moon fucking excited for your next step. Bring it all, bring both of it at the same time. And it's okay to express fully. And I just think that that's such a magical gift that we as humans A, get to experience for ourselves, but B, get to give to other people is to be able to say, wow, here's what I'm experiencing. Here's what I'm feeling. Here's all of it. And here's how I'm going to express it.
0: Yeah. I love that you, that you said that, that it's a gift for us to also give to other people, right? Because, you know, we get to share that with people we love or close, close people in our lives. And then by doing that, we give them permission to also do the same and to to be seen and feel like they're understood for feeling all all the things at once and um yeah i think that it's so important for everyone to kind of be taking away like all these different tips and practices that we've that we've talked about today because we all experience these things right we all experience these things these emotions these seasons we all have different ways that we default to handling situations so what i love is that we intentionally made this conversation about what intentional self-love practices we have built to have in place for for when we need to lean on something in order yeah. to get us through you know mm-hmm. give ourselves grace but but we have these practices we can lean on that will be healthy for us, mm-hmm. right? Like they'll they'll help us. So mm-hmm. I just love how we had so many like common takeaways, takeaways. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and lessons. I love it, and I I feel like an incredible action step. I feel like we're we're at that point would be, you know, to figure out what that one next thing is that you can mm-hmm. do. Like let go of any expectations. Yeah, and and you know, any other pressures of having everything figured out, and just figure out what that next one thing is that you can do while giving yourself some grace during this season, whatever it looks like for you right now.
1: Hmm. And it's four forty
0: four on 22. Oh my gosh! And when I just <laughs> looked, when I just looked at the time of us recording, we have been rec- you said that, and I looked and it said we've been recording for forty four minutes and four seconds. Oh my gosh. Stop oh, it. Guys. Okay. Thank We're just We're going to seal in all this love and energy <laughs> on that note.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so much gratitude to our guides and the light for holding us in this space and so much gratitude for you and mm-hmm. everybody who's listening. We are so here for you. So we can't wait yes. to hear what your next right step is. Yes. Hmm.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. For more information, visit findyoursexy.co or follow me on social media at Kelsey Valletta. And if you would like to leave a five-star review of the show, I would be so grateful. Actually, I can't think of anything that would be more sexy.